Welcome to Deep Thoughts After Dark with Night Owl. I am your host, Night Owl, and today with me, I have my good friend, Jason McNamara, with me, and we're here to talk about some stuff. What's going on, bud? Night Owl. Yeah. I didn't know that was Night Owl. I like that. Yeah, thank you very much. Where'd that come from? So, I came up with the idea of Night Owl because, one thing, I just find that my brain activity just goes through the roof at night. And uh, my first year at the parks, <clears throat> I uh, went into work one day. I wasn't even supposed to go into work. And uh, I went to a certain part of the park. And I seen these little baby owlets on the ground. I remember you posted that. Yeah. And uh, it ended up being an, uh, a great horn owl that I actually got to release back into the wild at the end of the year. So, and it was a great horn owl. And so I really resonated with owls after that. And uh, yeah, I just uh, thought it was a really cool tag name, you know? We uh we went camping. I just sent you that Vermont cabin. Yeah, we yeah. Went there and uh, we we're you know it's pretty secluded. You have to climb up the mountain, all these things. And uh, we were having a few drinks. It was all romantic and quiet and you know naturey. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a basic bitch owl. <laughs> we thought because there's no other cabins or anything around there, but we heard like woo woo, just like a like some chick just having the best time of her life. <laughs> Like, where is that? There's a party going on around here. And it turns out it was an, an owl. Just a Ric Flair going on. Woo! Just loving life. Six white claws deep. Yeah, man. I love Vermont this time of year. Or, as you say, in the fall. It's so beautiful down there. And, like, I'm pretty sure, like, everyone can attest to the pumpkin spice, man. Pumpkin spice beer. We got some when we were up there. We went late September. It was beautiful. Beautiful. My girlfriend's significantly younger. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We got there, and there's elevation's a thing, right? Uh, so <laughs> I grab our stuff, and there's like a little hill before the mountain climb. Okay, to get to the cabin, I went up that little hill, and I was like, I can't breathe. I'm trying to smoke cigarettes, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to say anything. That's not no, as good as it was. Sixteen years old, and I'm like, don't say anything. Just play it cool. Yeah. So you hold your breath because you're breathing heavy, which makes you lose more air. Yeah. And we're about halfway up. And she's like, oh my God, I can't take it. You know, like I can't breathe. And I'm like, thank God. I'm not the only one. I've been able to since the first little hill. Just getting out of the car. I've been having Just banning right out, eh? Just struggling. But yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have a problem with like guys liking what, a pumpkin spice. But you know what? Fight me. I love yeah. it. I'm not, uh, I'm not opposed to it. I don't get excited. I don't get... <laughs> well, I get excited. I know. I get <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I'm not a latte man, though. No way. I don't like it too sweet. Like, I, if it's got like a, you know, like the nitro brews that Starbucks got. Never had it. It's like basically they put uh, like coffee under under pressure and like uh, kegs. Mm -hmm. And what it does is that the nitrous oxide confuses with the caffeine and it like triples the amount of caffeine in it. So like a grand latte is like drinking like five cups of coffee. Hmm. And like, <laughs> if you're not careful, you get like in this state of anxiety. Yeah. Kendra <laughs> had one once and we were driving. She's like, I don't feel right. <laughs> I mean, you feel really right. That's what's supposed to do. I think. I'm too awake right now. It's like the pre-workouts, right? Like, aren't they? Don't they do that? I've never taken. A yeah, well, the pre-workouts. I think what it does is it, it, it like pops all your vesicles open, so it creates more blood flow, especially to like your muscles and stuff like that. But your wiener, I don't know. I you know what? Every time I've ever taken pre-workout, I get major shrinkage. Huh. Yeah, yeah every, every less, less blood. Flow. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So I, I, I get, I get. It's like just, it's all going to my head and muscles, biceps, right? Biceps. <laughs> you know, like your 
Get your selfie arm. <laughs> I can't even help it. And I remember sometimes, like, I, my pump would be so hard, I couldn't even touch my shoulders. And that's when I used to think that it was getting a good pump. You know what? I, I So, years and years ago, I was super out of shape before I, you know, went to Kidman and Strolls and all that stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I just would go to the college on my own. And I, like, tried to just, like, do, you know, I was doing the classic bicep curls. Like, yeah. Just, like, a, probably a workout I found online. Like, you know, tries that. <laughs> Muscle magazine. That's a lot. Shrug. Looks good for him. Must be work for me, you know? So I did that, though, and, like, I got a pump, which I, I didn't know. I thought, actually, I had, like, severely injured myself because okay. everything was so swollen. Right. And then I realized, like, maybe that's the, right? You that's, know, the yeah. classic dude walking yeah. his arms out? Is that... That's I I think the so. Pump always, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the pump is just like you get like almost it's in the blood. Yeah, yeah and this, you get almost like the state of euphoria where it's like you just feel like the fucking man. You know what I mean? It sounds dangerous. Yeah, it is dangerous, and you know it, it's kind of like. And then what does that do? You imagine, you know, the human body is very complex. So when you do that, I imagine your body's like we just fought off a woolly mammoth. Yeah. So what is that happening in your brain chemicals? It probably makes makes something happen well i think i find it probably connects that muscle uh to mind uh connection very better so that your mind is like connecting to the muscle so that i it, think there'd be a dump that's what i think like a dump afterwards? imagine you just fought a saber-toothed tiger came right in the cave right you know but that's why sleep you is, fight it but that's why they say sleep is so important right so you that should take it. That's what I would do right after fighting right? A, a savage animal. What, take like a, a nitro a nice right after? <laughs> God, man, I feel weird. I need some nitro. It's got headaches, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think I would nap. I would just, I would nap a lot. I bet you they napped all the time. Oh, they would have to because from so what of my heat. understanding, the classic bodybuilders, they would wake up early in the morning, do their workout, go to work, and then nap, and then they would do it again at night. I'm talking to cavemen, but yeah. Cavemen? Oh, they totally nap. Nap all the time. Well, look at lions after a kill. That's right. They just that's like a good, that's a good indicator. You know what I mean? It's like they just went through like a whole thing. Oh, of cool. Love you you know? see how happy they are and relax. <laughs> yeah. I bet you that's what it is. And you're pretty much out getting food or making babies. Yeah. Right. So I think lots of naps. Yeah. And I mean, you got to think of like the caloric, you know, the amount of calories that they would probably consume in one sitting. In order to store it, for our, you know what I mean? Because I, I would imagine food was well, more you don't get, back Well, then. that's the thing that a lot of people misunderstand when they talk about, you know, uh, paleo and uh, these sort of things. Right. Well, if you really want to do that, what I need you to do is not eat for, till near death. Fasting. Go that long. Near death, though. Yeah. Not a 16-hour fast, <laughs> a little peckish in the afternoon. I'm talking about... You're about to die. Yeah. And then I want I'll you have to... a latte. I'll be fine. That's right. You have a little nitro <laughs> fucking brew. But no, yeah. not that. What I want you to do is not eat for four days, barely drink any water, and then eat 100 pounds of meat. <laughs> like, and just store it as just much as you can. eat as much as you can. Just gorging. Yeah, that's what it is, right? That's yeah. that, If you really want to do that. And to be fair, you know, you see all these muscular, the images... I don't believe that's the case. I don't think so either. I bet you they were a fucking mess. And you know, I think hunting just extended bellies. Yeah, I bet you that's what you saw. Skinny. Yeah, distended bellies. Still muscular, but like, you know, cracky muscular. Well, I could probably the most of the thing I could associate with is like probably bears. You know, and bears during like the the spring and the fall or Looking whatever. Again. They 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 eat a lot of the sugars and stuff like that, and they they gorge on the berries and stuff. That's why a lot of hunters say that. Uh, black bears that feed, feed on like those blueberries throughout the the summer and stuff like that are the best because they're gorging and they're trying to fatten themselves up with the sugars 
tastes sweeter. The meat probably yeah, tastes better. Yeah, because a lot of people don't realize that not that long ago we were, you know, we were just strictly eating uh, like scavenger lifestyle. Yeah. Where now it's like we're we having such a large amount of food that no wonder if you eat a lot of sugar and stuff, it well, will, yeah, yeah, you know, you course. get bigger and stuff like that. We're still made like but which that. Which is which. Which is what you're supposed to do. That's, yeah. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. And probably did. Yeah. That's the thing, you know, this uh, Wally life where people, if they could have, they would have. That's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? This was not like some creative design of how to eat properly. These people yeah. were doing what something. If they that... could get diabetes, they would. They would be like, I diabetes is delicious. You know what I mean? They, <laughs> I they, need they would... sugar to survive. Everything. Because I'm starving. That's it. You know? Imagine like a caveman eating like a Cinnabon. You know what I mean? No, I don't want to see it. You know what that is? That's when you know North America was colonized. That's what happened. You gave a bunch of sugar, alcohol. That's true. That's true. It didn't go well. That's it, true. It did not go well. Yeah. Just to it would be the same. That's just to see the expression on his face and like be like he would love life. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why like humanity went from like grazing gazelles to like the sugar cane. Like you know what I mean? This is so much easier and tastier. Yeah, and fills you with energy. It really right. Does. Temporarily, then you nap. Temporarily, you, like, nap. you got nothing else to do. Then you feel like a lion, you, you know what I mean? Just chilling, you know? You roll over with your lioness there and just get it done. Interesting. Speaking of uh, cavemen being maybe not the picture of what we, what we see, you know, mm -hmm. both Neanderthal Perception and Neanderthal. Do, do you say Neanderthal or it's tall, but do you say thal still? I still, this is one of the things normally I learn something new. Yeah. And I go, okay. Yeah. I got to change the way I think. That's like right. Dethawing. Well, if you say, yeah, like so the phrase Neanderthal yeah, is how it's Is that said. the correct pronunciation? Correct. Neanderthal. And, and I know this. But weren't they really I, short? Uh, that's a dad joke. That's a dad joke. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. No, why would I yeah. myself? No, so, yeah, no, I, I, I still say Neanderthal. Yeah, I know better and I still say it. I refuse. Uh, but anyhow, my, yeah. my point being that have you, so you have a young child? Yes, I have you? my little son who's two and my daughter who's six. That's right. So they watch dinosaur shows. That's correct, yeah. Bria's really big into dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah. Misled. Misled. There's going to be a change, a coming. Mm -hmm. Lots of songs have to change. Lots of cartoons have to change. Okay. Have you seen the latest stuff on uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex? I have not. They are scavengers. First yeah. off, they're not this predator, you know, yeah. everything. They're not They're not this, like, dangerous thing. They're, mm -hmm. they're mostly scavengers. And also very bird-like. Right. Covered in feathers. And little dainty wings. Yeah. These little hands they have. Well, look at, look at chicken. Wings. Look at chicken feet. Yeah, they have uh, scales on them. They're dinosaurs. Emu. 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 Yeah. I was in Australia. Yeah. And uh, I could. It's eyes. So we went to some horrible zoo. Yeah. But they they're in the, uh, living kind of free, sort of free rangey. Mm -hmm. Um, and it would come right up to you and stare at you. Dinosaur eye, and then you look at his feet with the three. Toes, very dinosaur, very the most dinosaur I've ever seen. Yeah, more so than say a crocodile or something. Yeah, which well, is a dinosaur. From, yeah, from my understanding that uh, uh, crocodiles are more into like the reptile, whereas like yeah, because there's two branches of dinosaurs now. There's the ones that branched into reptiles, and there's the ones that branched into like birds that we know today. Well, and there's there's the long term survivors, which is us, uh, yeah. rodents and these sort of things, right? That's yeah. what survived because they. Go underground, right? Yeah. Survived the, I don't know, what do you believe? What happened? But what do I believe? I believe that, you know, we crawled. Uh, I Well, I'm really big what on, I'm bringing, I'm pretty big on like, uh, life originated maybe on another planet and that 
Mm-hmm. You know, we were kind of like you know, like the story how Nibiru were God. No, like God, uh, God uh, from the sky came from the sky, yeah. Mother Earth. So impregnated Earth. You know what I mean? With genetic makeup that forced an evolution where maybe Mars at one time was this bastion of life. And then, you know, asteroids from... Because they did find uh, asteroids in uh, Antarctica that were from uh, Mars that actually had uh, bacteria, uh, fossilized bacteria inside those... Uh, there's water, right? It's, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's... it's, it's it, there's a, the thing is, is that this world has so many possibilities of what could be the actual event that created us it's it's really mind-boggling you could do creation like as a event. planet or as a like a, the human species the human species and just like the ideas like, like the human consciousness alone like anything that we can kind of think of we can make reality so in our we're mind we're very good at that you know what i mean so it's it's going to be very hard to differentiate what actually happened or what are we actually able to perceive of what actually happened you know i what find I mean? that the the i can't remember the guy who had deciphered the ancient sumerian texts whatever but that said that uh, Frederick, no, um, I can't remember his name. Yeah, like the the Nibiru guy. Yeah, he was obviously lots of people trying to find and stuff and like blah, that. Blah, blah. But just take away all the other bullshit. Yeah, the idea that that we were created to mine gold mm-hmm. because gold was scarce on their planet, and same as here, global mm-hmm. warming, these sort of things. They needed to reflect the sun from the at- you know coming yeah. from the atmosphere. Yeah, and using gold flecks, which is said that we're doing that geoengineering here. Mm-hmm. So. I thought that was super interesting. And then, but I imagine, so they, they create us, let's say, through their DNA. Who, who knows what? Mixed with primates, perhaps? Yeah. Who knows? I find it super interesting that at some point they were like, what the fuck is that thing doing? What are they doing? Yeah. Did they come up with a better way to mm-hmm. do that? I'm like, oh, shit. Like, and then it's like started getting crazier and crazier and we're very organized and, and overcomers. This is the thing when people are all afraid of these COVID things and all these things. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We always do. People figure shit out. Yeah. And by the time they don't, uh, yeah. Over anyways. It's like that one theory of like, have we surpassed our, like, it's like, are we alone in the universe? Have we, there's like Impossible. this, there's like this thing, a scale that either we haven't met that threshold of meeting who we are, uh, meeting like that celestial uh, intelligence enough for us to go to the stars, or uh, we are just a product of something that is eventually going to die because we're not able to meet that threshold to go into interstellar. Uh, with the uh, exponential growth of technology, mm-hmm. I don't think that will necessarily. It's not easy to accept what's going to happen. Yeah, but it's but like going I, to happen. Yeah, it's just going to. There's a the exponential growth that like I, the the whole ladder theory, right? Like as you climb a rung, every other rung gets closer together. Right. And so it's faster and faster and faster and faster and faster until it's out of control. Right. And once you introduce artificial intelligence, then it's over. Yeah. Things are happening so fast. Yeah. A thousand years of development like that. Yeah. That's scary mm-hmm. and also very cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not one of those, uh, I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm like, that's what's going to happen. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. We, it could happen. At that's time. evolution. This yeah. is what we've done. Yeah. And I wonder if that would be the same case if it was done over again. Mm-hmm. We reach the same conclusion. Is it a natural? Like the story conclusion? of Atlantis, that like you know where it's like Build the up. society got so high that they literally destroyed themselves, and now we live in the remnants of that society. We see it on a micro level mm-hmm. in every day of our lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You build things up, and then something bad happens, and it crashes, and then yeah. you're, you learn lessons from that, and you do it again. You see it constantly. You mm-hmm. see it in nature. You see it in human nature. That's 
probable. Mm-hmm. It's probable. Yeah. I, I'm not afraid. I'm excited. Yeah. Even if it means it's over for me. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And I, and I know like having a, you know, I have a, obviously a one-year-old and that can be scary. Oftentimes mothers are like, what? Is it the right thing to do to bring more children into this fucked up yeah. place? I say, but yes. You, you, don't have yes. Con- you don't have control over that. You don't. Really. What you have control is what you have now. Set and them up. Yeah. Set your children up. This, this is the thing. You can't make your children or yeah. anybody do anything. Set them up with the base skills to handle those, whatever comes up. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. And they will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kids that have nothing growing up, they're horrible scenario. I mean, there are two options. You can descend into the same or you can adapt and learn from that and become a better person. Mm-hmm. And now the next generation and even just your family will be better. Yeah. And better and better. And that's yeah. Breaking I'm... the curse of the, fa- the sins of the father. I always really like that idea of breaking the mold of what is expected of you. You know what I mean? Even like you look now, everyone's expected to be like in a state of fear and, you know, with COVID and all that stuff. And it's a scary time, but it really, I, I like to look at this part, part in time right now to have an opportunity to go back to what's important and valuing things that maybe we've taken for granted for so long, you know? Like you said, evolution and everything's moved so fast that this time has enabled us to slow it down and really look at ourselves and how we're acting and how we're reacting to things. And it's it, it's made us look inside, at least for myself, you know what I mean? To see what's really important and really set it up and be in the moment a lot more than thinking about, well, what if the world died tomorrow or what, what have you, you know? I, I don't even necessarily think that that's... COVID, I think that maybe that's encouraged it or giving people the opportunity. I think that's important always. Yeah. That is like the main thing in my life that I think has changed for me. What I consider maturing or growing up is is exactly that. So important to take time, how whatever you need. If that means a coffee outside in the morning by yourself, if it means a, a night walk, mm-hmm. if it means watching TV or watching documentaries and trying to better yourself that way, mm-hmm. I think it's so important to self-reflect. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Don't don't pump yourself up and go like yeah yeah, yeah. I killed that. Go. Be happy about those things. Yeah. But that isn't what needs your attention. Yeah. What is it that you fucked up? Yeah. When something bad happens to you, it didn't just happen. Yeah. What, how did you what get was, to what that? What was the spot? cause of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then go. Okay, you can blame other people for shitty things that happened to you, mm-hmm. and it could be their fault. Maybe they predominantly caused that situation. But what did you do to put yourself in such a situation that that could affect you? Mm-hmm. And then go, well, what did I fuck up? Yeah. And then learn from that. Yeah. That's real unpleasant sometimes and mm-hmm. super important. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They think they're living in a movie. Yeah. They they never confront how they really feel about things because they go, what's well, a societal constraint? It right? is. I hate it though. It's yeah. like this is why I struggle with relationships and just friendships, these sort of things, not just like you know. Uh, romantic relationships but like with mm-hmm. with anybody i struggle because you know let's say somebody's uh, mother dies you don't have to cry if yeah. you feel like laughing right now laugh yeah it's okay yeah like, just do what is normal for you that's why don't I go funerals. man you know uh, when this happens in somebody's life i've seen this i've seen it in movies i've seen it over and over and over and over this is how this is how you react if you're yeah. devastated yeah. you need to break down in tears and say how can i go on you don't have to. Yeah. You don't really have to. That's yeah. not real. Yeah. So, so many times I could be in a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I try and be quiet as much as I can and just let them figure it out. Yeah. Well, and decide who I think they are. And sometimes I'm like, mm, 
time. This, your actions don't match your eyes. Yeah. Like, you don't really feel what you're doing right now. Is that for me that you're doing that? Because you don't have to. Right. And you can either back away from that relationship or you can go, hey, man, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. uh, And I feel like I do that, too, as I get lost in how I'm supposed to feel sometimes. Like, I know how I feel. But how am I supposed to feel? Well, when, if I don't cry, then people are going to think I'm hurtless or they don't Yeah. Think, it was like, well, whenever... They I, will. Yeah. They will, though. Yeah. The you just have to not give a shit. Yeah. Just be yourself. Because, like, I really... I, like, when it comes to death, I really like to, uh, like, and I align myself with how, like, Norse people used to believe it. They would be a, cel- a celebration for, like, so many days, and they would celebrate life. You know what I mean? And they would carry him off into, like, the burning boat and stuff like that, and they would appreciate what he has done and be glorified by his presence of the time that they've they've had with that person. Okay, do you think though that that happens? Not that I'm not going to miss that person. No, no, because no, no. I'm still human. But the reason they did that is because they believe these people are off the Valhalla to yeah. fight, fuck, and eat and drink and live yeah. the best life. That, yeah, the best human experience that they know. Yeah. So of course he would celebrate that. Yeah. But you isn't think perhaps just... the lack of spirituality right now, or yeah. the, or that we most people aren't really subscribing to organized religion, so you don't have this magical end game yeah that maybe we don't anymore yeah we don't celebrate it so much yeah. because we're like oh fucking no you're yeah. gone that's it that's all i know like a lost society of going away from religion that's been something in our family not that long ago that it was a belief system well since I, when i was a kid man yeah. everybody was catholic yeah everybody was whatever it, it was wasn't that long ago <clears throat> you know and <laughs> not, not really but yeah it feels like <laughs> it wasn't that long ago no but it, feels like <laughs> it does but yeah, you know, and is it is it correlated with a lot of like the depression and the things that we're seeing nowadays? You know what I mean? It's super interesting because I shit on organized religion all the time. There's yeah. a lot of negativity there that I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grow up, I've grown up Catholic, and you know, mm-hmm. in grade six, I made my own call on that. My mom was super cool about understanding that, but mm-hmm. uh, that's an aspect I've never considered. That maybe it's not necessarily or. It is good that we get we're stepping away from that. Yeah. And and but but not forgetting what, what the are we core putting, values. We poured out that water, but what's filling the cup now? Yeah. A whole lot of nothing. Yeah. And that's where all this online shit is filling that cup full yeah. of dirty, dirty, dirty water. Now don't trust the priests because they're all pedophiles. Don't have to do this. You know what I mean? It's and it's this narrative that that's be creating that we can't trust anybody but ourselves. So we're internalizing everything and we're trying to find the answers within us. But to be honest. Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't do it alone. He had, you know, he had Joe Wiederman by his side the whole time, and he was like his god. You think that all the things that he accomplished, he did it on his own? No, he had his friends, he had his groups, he had a sense of community. The, you know what I mean? So that, do you think that's why we align ourselves so easily with bullshit? If there's a group of people that feel the way we want to be, yeah, we're pack? very tribal in nature. Yeah. So do you think though that that's, man, that's fucking gross. Yeah, it's a little gross. And it, it is only because it's like. But you, is there a better way? You know, I don't know exactly. Right. But that's the thing. That's the gross part about it. Is mm-hmm. like maybe people that I would shit on so quickly before to be like, Ugh, like we were just saying, like you're not in a movie, dude. There's not a camera here watching. Yeah, you don't need just to pretend. Be yourself. Yeah, but they don't know how. Yeah, and they, they are looking for something, and they're aligning with the group of other people so they could go. You know. Yeah. I I feel just like we all feel this way. Yeah. Society. Society is very pressuring, and you know, I've been working with a shaman, uh, and she's been talking a lot about soul loss, and that soul loss is the idea that once we start going away from who we are, of who our souls are, and we start lying to ourselves, such as like you're saying, like, lying, like, I'm supposed to be crying right now, so I'm going to pretend cry. 
So you're creating a gap between who you are really and what sure. you, and what you actually believe you are. And then the mind becomes very selfish because it is really just a tool of who we really are. Our mind can make very great fantasies within ourselves, sure. but really in reality, it goes away with what do you really feel and truly believe. And I feel like uh, there's some truth in that because the more we get away from ourselves and we, we go with social pressures, the more we feel disconnected with ourselves and what we really feel is right for ourselves. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And that's like, that's I don't know what I, the solution is. Maybe talking to people like that or, or, or hearing other people. But then again, this is not necessarily a, a end all be all. No. That means, this no. is the thing. Would I shit on a shaman and be like, oh, really? They really. Maybe. Same as organized, same as anything. Yeah. I don't think anything is the answer. I think what you just said, if, if a shaman said that to me, if my aunt said that to me, if mm -hmm. you said that to me, it still has the same weight. Yeah. So I think maybe exposing yourself to. You know, learning about Catholicism is not necessarily a yeah. bad thing. Yeah, um, I'm happy that I grew up Catholic and mm -hmm. I know about it. Mostly so I can be educated when I try and sway people. <laughs> My favorite thing in the whole world, man. This do, you one, thought, do you carry yourself as a Catholic? No, God. No. no. Okay. Well. My base core values are yeah. not so so different. Yeah, thou shalt not kill and all well, that stuff. I'm not killing it. Yeah. Very many people. <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. But yeah, like, like there the are good values. things. There's good lessons. You yeah, know. Yeah. You know, Jesus was uh, friends with prostitutes and homeless people. Like, it's not about judgment. Bring me you're tired. There are things. You're hungry. All yeah, that yeah. Stuff. There are wonderful things in there. I think yeah. there's a lot of lessons. And I think it serves a purpose for those that are absolutely lost. Yeah. If you don't know how to drive your own car, mm -hmm. have somebody teach you. That's right. And that's not necessarily a horrible place to go. Mm -hmm. I do have a, a, a controversial theory on religion, though. Okay. Uh, I'll spit it. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. This is the place. I don't want to anger anybody, but this is just an honest, yeah. an honest thing. This is like the circle of trust right now. You're good. <laughs> I I just here's the thing about uh, I can't remember the name of the church, but you know they're homophobic. They're they're everything. Oh, West bad. Baptist. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing with the West Baptist. Mm -hmm. They follow it to a T. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they aren't doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. You, if you are of that same religion and you truly follow the Bible and these exact things, mm -hmm. you're a piece of shit too. Yeah. You, you can't help it. That is, you're following it and these are the rules and these are all the things. So you're kind of going to be, to me, a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Society sees you as a piece of shit. But you were really staying true. Right. I am this religious. I This is what I believe. The book says yeah. this and so fuck these people. Yeah. I have respect for that mm -hmm. over this, this buffet of, well, not that. Yeah. No, that's that was back then, not now. Yeah, yeah. I disagree with that. Yeah, I, but this like even the Pope has shifted gears because they're losing money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're losing money. Would you guys yeah, like? Do you really trust somebody who's wishy washy on his beliefs? You cannot yeah. be, or you yeah. aren't religious. Yeah. Here's the thing: if you don't believe in the shit and you only believe in the good, yeah, and there are good, like I yeah. just said. Well, then you're not religious. You're just a good fucking person. Yeah, and that's okay too. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. need to identify with yeah. that group. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't like this buffet of like, mm, well, I like this and this and this, but I don't, I don't touch that. I yeah. So like you're saying like, like as Christians, like the ones that follow certain dogmas but don't, and then just exclude the rest. Like say like those New Age Christians who believe in Jesus but like get full sleeves and tattoos. That's right. Yeah. So you're not religious. Yeah. You really aren't. Just, or aren't. That's maybe bad. It's like a, their own religion. You're not. That's right. Yeah. This this not what is it non denominational yeah. sort of way. Now, could you maybe think that's because of the the shift in how much pressure the Catholicism and the, the Catholic Church well, had had on people that it pushed people away? 
but they still believed in God and Jesus, but they just didn't believe in the idea of... But they're not making it up. Yeah. Or or somebody did at some point, yeah, is my yeah. feeling. But, yeah. but, so, but so you don't need that book, yeah. is what you're telling me. Yeah. You don't need that book. Yeah. You don't need to, to give away your money. Yeah. You don't need to do all that. You just want to be a good person. Then just be a good person. Just be a good person. Yeah. You don't need to be a Catholic good person. Yeah. You can just be a good person. Yeah. I just feel like they're they're mutually exclusive. Like, you cannot say I'm a Catholic, but I don't believe in this part of it. Yeah. Well, then you're not a Catholic. Well, that's why there's subcultures of Catholicism, right? Yeah. So, that's <laughs> you're making shit up now. Yeah. It's like, just be a, I agree with that. Do yeah. that. Yeah. But just be Corey. Yeah. So your your religion is Corey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like if you want to believe in the great spaghetti monster, and that's what you believe in. I think if it makes you a better person, this is yeah. like I said earlier, there are a lot of people that are completely lost, and they think that they need to align themselves with something very specific and organized. And that, if in the end, it makes you, you know, you're an alcoholic piece of shit, and and now you're not. Yeah, because you found something that... I, I don't want to crap on that too much because, yeah. like, and no, you shouldn't, right? It does and so I don't good. think that's what you're saying either. No, that that's the thing. It's like, but, but there are other ways to get there. Yeah, and I think it all roots back to like social pressures of how did you end up to being a piece of shit? You know, that father that was drinking and beats his kids. How did he get there? You know, well, he got there because of learned behavior of like sins of the father getting passed down and not dealing with it, like we were talking about before, breaking that mold. And being true to ourselves and being a good person. I, think I mean, I, I think it always comes down to, like, the, the crossroads. If you were born into a situation like that, yeah, some people cannot escape it. Mm -hmm. Some people just repeat behavior. Mm -hmm. Some people, and I don't know what, what the key is, but some people go, I'm not going to fucking be like that. Yeah. You know, like, since it's I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a good dad. Yeah. Like my, my dad was an alcoholic. He abused us as children. Like, he beat on my mom. It was like violence and stuff. My mom woke us up in the middle of the night. We live in Ottawa. She's like, uh, "Don't even. Eggs, we're leaving. leaving. Yeah. yeah. Don't even pack. Nothing. Yeah. We're gone. Yeah. Just took off. I switch. Yeah. And and since you know I was this was I was five, four or five years old. I knew like I I want to be a good dad. Uh, you know I missed it my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like legit TV fucking movie I'd Father's Day at school everybody's making cards I'd be like bummed stewing on it so just bummed and I'm like instead of woe is me instead of uh, I'm gonna repeat those patterns I would be like I would be sitting there sad put it in the work. work I would never do this to my children yeah make me feel like never. how I'm feeling yeah. right now never man yeah if I have kids putting in the work you know I'm like six seven years old being like mm, yeah what a piece making of shit. that choice I'm not gonna do that being true to yourself yeah man and and I think it's I don't know what the what the switch is that makes people choose the which road to take but you know it comes to character I mean is character learned or is it inherent that's a hard question I think I don't know I, I don't know I I don't think it's I'll say that there's an element of both. It, it is both. I would I would I would I would agree with that. But having two children so mm -hmm. far apart in my life, mm -hmm. I can definitely say that people it's not just nurture. They're 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 different. Nature, yeah. Yeah, man. Nature yeah. gives a, a lot, mm -hmm. you know. Some will be more coordinated, uh pick things up quicker, be more emotional. I mean, it's like the building blocks mm -hmm. all are kind of in place. Yeah. And then it's like, what do you, well, what do they say? Like, by, I don't know what the age is, but like, 
neurons are hardening and pathways are creating and two that starts they there. die or they 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 flourish yeah and that's based on nurture right so just try and expose them and everything you can and be teach them to be good yeah i think that's like where the terrible twos come in where it's like this like they got all new neuron firing where it's like i can do whatever i want like they got finally got control of their body and then their brain makes a switch. It's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want with your Well, they also are at, at a point where they can start. They're like, it's not that they don't understand me. Like mm -hmm. with, with Wyatt, when he was really little, you know, he would be like, eh, 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 eh. he wanted a cookie, let's say, or whatever the hell it was. And he wouldn't get it. And he, I think they understand a lot more before they can speak. They really understand a lot of most things. Yeah. And I think it was more frustration. Like, oh, like they don't understand that I want one because I can talk. Yeah. And then he goes, cookie. He's like, oh my cookie, God. cookie. And you're yeah. like, no. He's like, what? what? I thought it was but I figured cookie. it out. That's it. And that's when they start having meltdowns. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, I thought it was because you Don't you understand me. how much I've been stewing on this, that's Dad? It. I finally figured out how to say it. And yeah. you still say no? I think that's a lot of what happens there is they start to be able to communicate a lot more effectively. Yeah. And still don't get exactly what they want because impulse control is all over the place. At yeah. That point, you know? Now, when you when you were, when your kids were younger, whenever you talked to them, did you always talk to them from up here, or did you like go down on a knee and talk to them? Interesting, like a power position or a yeah. Because I read, I remember I read a psychology book. It was a uh, uh, psychology for dummies, and there was a whole thing on developmental uh, behaviors in children, and it said that most times that children would respond better to interactions at with equal. at equal. That's right. Where it's still there's like that. Uh, like dominance thing where someone's toppling over you trying to tell you what you want but if you come down to their level and speak to them they kind of understand they're like hey hey what's up buddy oh okay you want you want to talk you know I would say it's like a switch. that's interesting I, I would say uh, let's say there was a timeout situation I would probably sit on the floor with them and then be like hey dude mm -hmm. like I never just did a timeout and then okay you're good mm -hmm. and I was like what happened why did you do that how do you feel about it but I always have those conversations like a combination of the both but I don't necessarily think that it's it's not a that it's a bad thing to to domineer them a little bit yeah well like, I did that both. is the role I that did when the they did something I bad I checked them and then when I went to talk to them I came down do you know why dad yeah I don't know that I consciously or... did either yeah but again, I, I would say my guess for me would be that the situation dictates what I do. Yeah. I probably subconsciously know, hey, you know, yeah. I, I need to put you in your place here. Yeah. And then like, hey, dude, what's, you know, yeah. I definitely play often at the same level. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would say just through life like I'm standing up trying to do the dishes when the little one's screwing around and I'm like yeah. hey I'm like, I don't know we're not time for that but it makes sense yeah but I also do I think that we often I, you know, the interesting thing about having children 12 years apart mm -hmm. is I can see everything that I've done with the older one mm -hmm. and how that's affected his behavior okay so I wanted I've to talk to you about out. this so like even like I just watching my own father and my mom how they interact with my kids. Do you feel? And I'm not trying to call you old or anything, but no. do you feel like that's kind of how like your head is at? Almost like you step, you you've seen it, you've been there, and now you've resorted to like this grandparent mentality of a better way of doing it. Like you're, you're like a grand wizard now when it comes to parenting. Well, I think that there's still a mess probably, but yeah, I think that there's definitely lessons learned. Like I said, the very interesting thing is to 
you know, I would say if you had asked me 12 years ago or 10, eight years ago, whatever, I would have said, if you said, do, do video games, what do you think about video games and screen time? I would've been like, well, I think if you talk to them and they're using the right games and he's learning so much yeah, and he's like so smart, like kid yep. was YouTubing, could search stuff at three years old. It was magic, it was magic to watch. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you're really, and then he'd play Lego games and he'd be beating games like two days in, he'd beat a game, you know? And there's like puzzles and these sort of things. And I'm like, man, there's really good lessons in here. Yeah. He's learning, he's learning anti coordination. Yeah. He's learning this and this and this and this. So if you ask me, I'd be like, back off. I'm letting my kid do it. Yeah. And he, at 12 years old, obviously he's still doing it. Yeah. And it's a different beast now. Yeah. And when I, does it I become all that fast, right? So, you know, would I, will I introduce any sort of, like my, my, my kid is a year old. He's never watched TV. He's watched a couple, you know, a few minutes here and there of like uh, nature documentaries, mm -hmm. you know, because he's roaring and likes animals and these sort of things. But what I, what I, things will be different for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that whole generation is TikTok, TikTok-y, video game-y, yeah. you know. I mean, it was hard because when I was a kid, I played video games, you know, I went through a phase years where like the coolest thing in the world to well, do, my friend would come, come over, uh, we'd like eat drink Pepsi, eat chips, jumbo video pizza. Style. Yeah, man. Yeah. You just bang out a video game in a weekend. Jumbo video. Wasn't gem? Oh, Blockbuster. Like, jumbo video was great. Uh, Blockbuster. Oh, no. Jumbo video was good. That's the popcorn. They had That's popcorn. Right. All of them. And remember they had the old school cardboard cutouts of like Ripley in like the, the yeah, exosuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they actually had like sections where it's like, this is the sci-fi section. It was all like created, cool. you know, very 80s-esque, you know. What a strange human phenomenon that you would go and spend more time looking for a movie than the movie lasts. Yeah. Movies, an hour and a half? Yeah. You'd be in there for an hour and a half but picking me, a movie. But me, but me, me a, this, maybe this, As I don't a know. kid, I, what I used to do, I used to go in there and I would... Part look, of the... Yeah, the fun. I would look at the... I would look at the cover and then I would imagine what the movie is mm -hmm. and I would play the movie in my head as I would imagine it but I wasn't old enough to watch it so I'd have to put it back. Uh, you know what I mean? And then I would watch it like Aliens and I was... First time I watched Aliens was the first scary movie that I ever watched by myself. I think it was like 10 years old or 9 years old and I gripped that pillow and I watched it during the day and I got through it and I was like this is the most badass movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know? But I got through it. I think... Exorcist was my first. Really? And uh, Pet Cemetery. I mean, it was Chucky when I was really young. Yeah, man. What is it? How old are you now? Uh, 88. So I'm 32. Oh, you're a kid. Yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> well, you're still in the 80s, right? I'm 42, bro. I'm 78. 78? Yeah. Good for you. I know. Still right? looking young. Not bad. Look at you. Could be worse. Look at you. Don't even have any white in you at all. Mm -hmm. Just blonder. Well, I know I got some white on the side here. That's why. It's just the lighting. It's just the lighting. <laughs> it's getting worse because I shaved it for the first time in 25 years. I hate shaving now, man. I yeah, shaved it, it down. Kind of turned I get uh, I get like mad chafe on underneath the. I don't shave to the skin. No, I mean I, I shaved it oh, down. Oh, trim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I my skin has not been bare since. Yeah. Uh, oof. Yeah, 20, 20 some years probably. Yeah. I did the army thing for a bit, and then that's whenever I started getting flare-ups, and I was like, I had to go to get a medical chit and stuff. The worst part about my chest tattoo was the dry shave. Yeah. Like, it took me longer to heal the up the and shave down. than the tattoo. <laughs> the oh, with the little <laughs> shitty, you know, pack of 15. I love the smell. That, what is that? The Epsol or the... I don't know what he uses. The Trepsol, the green stuff. And he's just like, <laughs> shave like this. 
<laughs> Simon, if you're watching, we, we still love you, buddy. Yeah, of course. That's how I would do it too. If you're gonna shave another man, you yeah. do it very aggressively, <laughs> really Just quick. Like, we'll get this done. Let's get this done, <laughs> yeah. sailor style. That's it. Yeah, but yeah, it took me longer to heal from that than it did the tattoo. Really? That's uh, actually, I have this. I, w- I want it. I wanted to get rid of it so bad because right, her ex-boyfriend oh, bought it for her. I was like, you must purge. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, then I put my pride away, <clears throat> and I kept it, and now it's very handy to uh, promote uh, Simon's Bizarre, actually. This is, uh, yeah, Neo Vintage Furniture. Shout out to Guy and the Guy, gang. Guy, uh, no longer there, but uh, okay. he's in Florida now. But uh, they had a cool shop. And yeah, that's... Yeah. I really wanted to get... Is that a struggle? Here's what I want to talk about. Sure, let's do it. Do you find that a struggle with X stuff? Or did you? And, mm-hmm. and have overcome that well because I'm in it because of the history of and I don't I'm not trying to bash anybody obviously no. there was a it was a relationship that didn't work out yeah. I got the one side of it I sided with the one side I didn't like how it happened so I was like nope I don't want to associate with that person because I felt that you shouldn't have been treated that way because I'm very protective of the things well, that's that natural yes yeah. natural I'm very protective of the things that I love absolutely but are you somebody who say uh, can't bring up something from your past? I can. Was, I definitely can. Do you, do you, if she, she goes, if she says like, "Oh, I've been there before," mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever you know it. Yeah. Does it bother you? No. I because I like that. bringing up stuff from the past because I really feel like it's who I am. You know what I mean? I'm saying. And I don't. I don't like to be like. I like to think of even my bad times created who I was, and I believe that there are lessons. More. Yeah, there are lessons because they really do define who we are and what we're capable of, you know? I went through a hard time in my life where I had to do a whole series of cutting out a lot of people in my life, and it was super hard. And uh, I really went back to school. I got a, an education in police foundations, and I really put myself out there, and I really surprised myself, and I, I gained a lot of confidence from that. And uh, even though that I don't associate with those people anymore, I kind of like thank them for being the way they were towards me because it made me who I am now. Oh, for sure. And the life that I'm living now. So, though I still get a little upset because I'm still human, you know, I still have emotions and admirations, but do I resist talking about those things? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't mind if, uh, if, you know, my lady brings up stuff about her past or... It could be anything. I'm really able to, I think, I don't want to offend anybody, but like I have a, a, a disconnect that I don't think a lot of people have where I can, I have very, very strong emotional control to the point where it feels like I don't have emotions. Uh, I get that all the time from people. Yeah. Be- but it's it's not that I don't feel it. Like, let's here's a, a lighter way of saying it. There are darker versions right. of this, but here's a light one. And my brother's like this too. But uh, so, speaking of my brother, so I have a trip to Australia. I haven't seen him in 10 years. Right. Going to Australia. I'm going to Australia. I'm yeah, bringing yeah. my kid. Down on that. I'm bringing my kid on a trip to Australia to see my brother and family who I have not seen in 10 years. Yeah. And his children that I had met when they were very little only one time. Right. And some not at all. I should be excited, right? So somebody goes, are you excited? I go, yeah, I'm super excited. And they're like, are you? Like, they, they want 
They're trying to like me to be super excited. Like, yeah. what? I'm like, what the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> like, how do I show you that I'm excited? I yeah, said yeah. I was excited. Trying to get a rise out of you. Well, they just they. I think that there's a like again. There's no movie camera. I don't need to. Do yeah. I need to react in the way that you've seen other people react when they're excited, or can I not just say I'm excited? Yeah. Like, why do I just spill my guts out? Are you it? though? Because you don't seem excited. Yeah. What does seeming excited mean? <laughs> but it's the same in in romantic relationships, you know, or like when you're trying to support somebody. Like, I, I feel mm. whatever it is. Like, I, uh, empathy. I do feel, but I'm I'm so quick to dismiss it. Mm. And that is a problem in my life. But then I'm like, there's a, something in the back of my my, you know. Subconscious is telling me that that isn't really a problem. Like the people that overfeel have a problem. I'm able to remove myself from the emotion. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say, if you said, "Hey man, like are you okay? You, you seem down." Like, yeah, but uh, here's what I'm feeling about it. I'm yeah. that guy. Right. I don't want to talk about. Or if you go, "Hey man, I'm not feeling good. You know, things going shitty. I feel sad about it." I go, "Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing?" Yeah. Like, oh, it's just like I'm so sad right now. I'm like, I didn't ask how you're feeling. I don't talk about yeah. how sad you are yeah. for two hours. Why don't we talk about why you're sad mm-hmm. and what we could do to make you happy? Have you that two like girls, that? yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. It, that is people don't like that. Yeah, people don't like that. So it's probably the the, the biggest cause of uh, turmoil in relationships that I've ever had in my whole life. Mm-hmm. But it's like I see it not as a negative. It's a thing where I'm like. Yeah, I see you want to talk about how sad you are, or upset about this, or mm-hmm. I, I, or any emotion for mm-hmm. too long. I'm like, Ooh, this we're spinning wheels here. Yeah, this isn't doing anything. We're going in circles. Yeah, it's like yeah, you said all it takes is like I don't feel happy right now. And I go okay. Now what? Yeah, what, what are you doing? Yeah, what, what's your plan? Yeah, you know, do you feel like maybe, maybe sometimes if if people haven't had the chance to talk about like why they feel like that, would you still dismiss it in that way, or is it just like? you've noticed a pattern of then not dismissing the conversation of change. And then you're like, okay, enough of this. Like, let's get you back on that horse and let's get out there. I'm very quick to do it. Probably too quick. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I'm a solution guy. So, you know, I'm a fixer, yeah. which, uh, in relationships doesn't work. You, yeah. Sometimes they don't yeah. want you to fix it. They want you to hear them. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that guy, you know, listen to me. Well, it's just like, you never listen to me. I want to be sad and then like just watch a movie. You don't understand. But I think that's very common. I think that that's what people need sometimes. Yep. I think I'm very dismissive of that. And I think that's a a big problem. And what drives me crazy is when I know it's a problem and I'm powerless. Yeah. It is so ingrained in me to be dismissive of emotion Mm -hmm. without action. It's like you can be sad. Yeah. You can be so sad. Yeah. What are you doing about it? Yeah. And if you don't have a, what am I doing about it? I'm like, let's spend more time talking about that than how sad you are. Yeah. Because that's not good. It's not productive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I told you I was sad, you wouldn't even know it. I'd be like, yeah, I feel, feel pretty shitty right now. Yeah. You don't wear it on your sleeve. And then I could say, I don't go to Australia next month to see my family. I haven't seen in 10 months. Yeah. You know? And you'd be like, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> how are you acting the same about something super exciting? Super monotone. But I, I like that. I can't deal with highs and lows. Yeah. It's I, exhausting. There's a transference of, yeah. uh, I don't want to, what, what are they called? Empaths? Did mm-hmm. you say that? Mm-hmm. Although I'm accused of often not having empathy. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, there is a, a, a transference of, of uh, emotion that happens to me 
from people mm-hmm. that I really don't like. But it really does happen. Like yeah. if you were like frantic like yeah. that, I'm like fucking stop it. <laughs> yeah. Like I could feel it. It, it builds yeah. up in me, but it, in the form of rage, yeah. I'm like stop, stop. Yeah, what is yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, what is yeah. going on? So I, I Do think, you think maybe just people feel comfortable around you. I've heard that through my life that people yeah. are comfortable saying it's because I think I, there's a definite vibe or at least impression. Yeah, uh, I don't judge anybody, and yeah. it's like I, I, I try not to. I mean, I do. Yeah, like, we all do. Yeah, like if I you said, like to. you did something shitty, I'd be like, but I judge you. But then I go, well, that was shitty of you. Yeah. So, so I judged do? you when I told you. Yeah. That's shitty, dude. What yeah. Are you, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And like that's not okay. Yeah. You know, I'm fat, depressed. No, no, no. Okay. Well, what I'm, are you doing? I understand. Well, why don't you put the twinkie down and go for a run? That's it. What yeah. are you doing? Let's do something. Yeah. Like I'm full belief on that. Just, just, and that's in everything, though. Yeah. Everything. There is yeah. no distinction between yeah. I'm very I'm very like highs and low. like I'm like yeah? I'm very sporadic but I find I find that there's a lot of fun in there riding is. a wave you know what I mean and I am envious of people that are like yeah look at Australia <laughs> it's like you know? love it I'm like yeah. oh I'm happy but then like, it's like sometimes you get so high on it and then you get there and you're like hmm. it's Australia <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly like here, but hot, and there's so many flies. Why are there so and then many you get flies? drunk, and then you're like, I'm in Australia! <laughs> you know? You're having a good time. You want to go meet the culture and stuff. Oh, you know how the, the, the cliche Australian, you fucking can't, like that? I thought that was Britain. No. Here's the interesting thing about Australia that I found, anyways. Yeah. I met people from uh, various parts of Australia. Yeah. So there are, uh, I may brutalize this, but I think it's called an Aka. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like... Um, the raunchier, you know, you fucking cunt. Like a guy, we were having a family barbecue and a guy called my, at the time, I think seven-year-old a fucking cunt. Yeah. But in a loving way. Right. Get over here, you fucking cunt, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh, there's... Yeah, fucking cunt, mate. <laughs> there's like really Stop raunchy, it. kind of like a harder yeah. way of speaking, even more like forceful, more dirty. And then there's like a very English, like British... Uh, element a little more proper so still Australian accent yeah but, but like more uh, sing-songy kind of flowy instead of the is it like regional yeah, yeah yeah so I would assume right I think Australia the whole thing is the criminals came from England and yeah New Zealanders. that's the story anyways I don't know the whole thing but we, we'll it seems to make sense at least we'll just go with that in terms of, of the way they speak yeah there's probably the harder <laughs> Maybe like the descendants of people that live there as like English, uh, you know. Uh, they probably came the from a specific region. Like if you look at you know, carceration rates back in England, you know, obviously they were trying to oppress a certain type of bloke or person or, you know what I mean? Well, look, I, that's I think probably where the people culture, that work there, yeah, that lived there, yeah, that were English, 100% English, yeah, that stayed there, yeah. And then you have criminals, yeah, that were maybe mixed with some New Zealand sort of. Because the accent isn't English, obviously, but it's close, man. If you if you listen to it, next time you hear mm-hmm. somebody speak, pretend it's English and just kind of listen. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's there. And some are a little fancier there, yeah. like on the sort of Gold Coast. It's, well, it's really the back country of England. That's the way I like to think. Australia's crazy, and I feel like rainforest. You know, New Zealand and <laughs> Australia, like New, the way I was been described, is that if Australian was a can, was North America, like that region was North America. New Zealanders would be Canadian, and you know Australians would be Americans. That, that's basically the way I could describe it. And I've met a couple New Zealanders, I can see that. I can see that. and I've met a couple of Australians. I was like, 
Okay, yeah, I get it. I sort of get that. You know? That's not... Where Australia is like the more... It's, it's, it's muscle, a, it's a, more money and stuff. Where New Zealand's all like kind of laid back and more. I went to Melbourne, big big city. Yeah, like every other big city I've ever been to, you know. So, I don't know. The coolest thing about the elephant is seeing my family, you know, drinking beers in the the backyard. Yeah, it's my favorite. I introduced them to Caesars. Okay, because they don't know Caesars. Really? Yeah. And then, that's my understanding is that it's only in Canada, really. Yeah. 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 Yeah, when I was in Mexico too, they didn't, you had to teach them how to make Caesars, and then you could ask that same dude for. Mind Caesars. you, in Dominican they have clamato. Really? Oh, the, here's the thing though. It would be more like what, like a bloody Punta Canada, bloody Mary. Like <laughs> they yeah. didn't have uh, clamato there. When I went on our honeymoon, they had clamato. Well, they had clamato in Mexico. They did not have clamato in Australia. Okay. So they used tomato juice. Right, right. Not quite the same, but it's close. But they would have it in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got them so drunk though. Really? Clamato was so or it wasn't clamato, but like that Caesar. drink. The, yeah. It's like a meal. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's so tasty. You have don't you ever, taste the alcohol. Have you ever done a gauntlet of see how many like seizures you could have in a sitting? Not on purpose. But <laughs> yeah, I've had upwards of ten. I did once and I I was when I was working at Schnitzels and I remember I had sixteen sneezers. Wow. Sixteen. Those you know what the crazy animals. thing is, though? I wasn't even hungover the next day. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if it was because of all the salt. That should make you more hungover, dehydrated. I don't know. I just, uh, or with all the electrolytes in the Clamato or whatever, but I didn't feel hungover at all. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't understand it either. I would say it is a hangover cure. Yeah. That's what you should go for. It's yeah. a meal. And it's it got to have the pickle juice in it. Ah. Who, who doesn't put pickle juice in it? It's so drives me crazy. If you make it, people see you with a pickle jar. They're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, like, trust me. Make it this. Trust me. Make magic it. right now. Caesar, you're I'm a fucking alchemist right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to get you back in the game, boy. That's it. You're gonna love your life. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So. So. What now? That was the first dip. That was just the first dip. Yeah, I think uh, maybe just cut it there. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jason. I yeah. really appreciate you. Wasn't that weird? I don't even know what we talked about. It was like a, a <laughs> it was just a perfect flow. Bullshit. And I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm going for, right? That's kind of what I like. And then get in, get out, and then that's it. Once the dip goes, that's it. All right. Awesome. Thank All right. You. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. And oh, I take photos. Take photos. We he does. A, he's we a photographer. He did my wedding. He yeah. made me look badass. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jason, for coming on. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and like my page and follow me on YouTube and, I and ING. Thanks a lot, guys.